Welcome to Rise Up For You, a unique podcast dedicated to uplifting women in their day-to-day life, but open to all to enjoy and share. My name is Natalina, the founder of Rise Up For You, through interviews with various experts and professionals on relationships, investing, self-worth, entrepreneurship, love, and health. This podcast is committed to empowering and spreading knowledge and motivation to all. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow. Hi everyone, this is Natalina, your host for the Rise Up For You podcast. Thank you for joining us today. We are going to be talking with Janie Tarazis. She's going to be talking with us about how to avoid unnecessary heartache and frustration, how to get clear about your intentions on what you need, how to find your voice and to break that self-negative talk, and how to find out your relationship patterns, cycles, and past imprints that could be affecting your present and your future. Rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Janie, thank you so much for joining us today on the Rise Up For You podcast. It's an honor to have you. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So can you tell us about yourself and what you're currently doing? Yes. Um, I'm currently working as, I call myself the mindfulness coach, but I have been going by love coach for quite some time now. And so I guess you could say I'm a love and mindfulness coach. Um, I do have my certification in mindfulness stress-based reduction. Um, I also am a Reiki master. And um, so aside from my love and relationship life coaching, because I'm also a life optimization coach. So there's like a power of word, but there was also a calling of power of hand, like hands-on healing work. And this is not something that I, if you would have told me like 10 years ago that I would be doing what I'm doing right now, and, and or even have the intuitiveness that I have been experiencing as I've been going through my transformation and metamorphosis from the, I call it, conditional love operating system and literally rewiring mind, heart, body, soul, which is a very uncomfortable process to be able to get into the operating system of unconditional love. I am here on a mission to teach people the important and the full understanding of what self-love actually means. And you cannot have self-love if you do not know thyself. You cannot love thyself until you know thyself. And you have to know every facet of yourself. Mind-body meaning how the brain and body actually work in tandem And then also understanding and recognizing as you go on a truth-seeking journey, as I did, you will eventually end up in a very peculiar space where you start to recognize you are one with everything. Now, you start to understand that on a spiritual, etheric level, but the mind-body is still of matter. It is of gravity. And this best soul is a memory storage unit that is holding every breath you've taken since you've been born. It is resonating a story. And you and, and, and that your electromagnetic biofield, I call it your soul song, is it, you go it, you go everywhere with it. You can't escape self. 
it's amazing. And I know I'm already getting into it because I'm just so excited about talking about this <laughs> stuff. But but like even all this stuff that I'm saying, some people might be like, wow, she's kind of really weird and out there. But at, at some level, no matter where you are on your journey, as I'm speaking these words, it is somehow impacting you on a cellular level because there is a remembrance inside of all of us that is this, we are significant. We have purpose. We have dreams and ideas that will float into our consciousness, sometimes in a dream or an awakened day, where it's just this weird epiphany, this weird nudge, and we do not listen to it because we have been disconnected from this higher self, self, the real self. So we start identifying with the mind body, which is just a big fat personality that has a bunch of layers, that has a bunch of wounds stuck within the layers. And we're identifying with that. And therefore, we keep ourselves limited and very small. And, 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 and we buy into the idea of separation. Hmm. This, this mission of mine, it, and, and listen, before I got into this, y'all, okay? And, and let me tell you, I know... I know, even as you hear my voice, I can feel people in my body. I can feel the collective within my body now. I know that there's my own self biofield, but I'm so, 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 so open. And I dialed into, I am here to serve humanity. Like I wake up every day and I tell people, you're a superhero. You're just in slumber, but that's okay. And I know it sounds really weird to say you're that badass, but you really are. And we are fragile and we are also like invincible. We are finite and we are infinite. And we are all identifying with sort of the lower like identification of self, which is ego. And that's okay. That's okay that we have an ego. We don't need to be mad at our ego. We need to love it and learn it. This is about becoming your best friend to that ugly voice inside of you that's always telling you you're less than anything or that you can't do something. Hmm. Janie, um, we have so much to talk about. And I, and I love that you talk about this idea of self-love, which, um, as you know from Rise Up For You, is something that we talk about um, it's the main thing that we talk about, actually, and how important self-love is to everything else. Um, and you also talk a lot about love and relationships, um, you know, on a romantic level. You know, obviously, there's a connection between self-love and then being able to find love with somebody else. And I know you know the importance of this, but can you just reiterate this, this idea that self-love has to come first before you can really jump into a healthy, you know, relationship that's going to last? Yes. So... Just to kind of take you back, before I became a love coach and uh, my intuitive gifts started kind of awakening, I lived in Los Angeles for 11 years, and I was in broadcasting and production. I met my ex-husband um, in Los Angeles, and I basically encouraged him because I saw I thought I, I saw a gift in him to be a date coach. I built him in, in his entire business, and eventually... Um, got my heart broken, and this is all going to come together here in just a moment, got my heart completely broken after four years of building him, and then he had an epiphany. I did too. We came back together. We got married, and uh, we, we start to build the love coaches, 
So now here, he and I are working as the love coaches together, right? And it's all wonderful because our polarities really bring the masculine and feminine energy into all our coaching sessions. So people are having very, very powerful results in very short periods of time. And sadly enough, and here comes the, the self-love, okay? Um, patterns and cycles. We all have these patterns and cycles inside of us. And if we don't fully heal them, they will bubble back up again. And your intimate relationships, your most intimate relationships will be the person that is going to shine a light and going to step on that nerve. You know, when you hit your funny bone, you know, that annoying nerve, mm -hmm. that the, the same person that just brought you so much joy will be the person that cre can create your worst nightmare. And if you are with the person that can understand this from a higher perspective and the two of you sometimes might need to get help and guidance but if the two of you are like wait we can get through this but there's something i am, am doing that is creating the dissonance and then each person has to have that surrendering energy to say you know what mi culpa like my bad for my part anytime you have dissonance in a relationship And I'm not going to sit here and say, because to be honest with you, I don't always think, and maybe this, maybe I could be wrong with this, but it can feel sometimes like it's not always 50-50. Right. I can sit with, I can sit with a couple and sometimes the guy is the one that's wanting to communicate, is wanting to connect. And the woman is just resisting and, but they won't see it that way. And they won't even realize that it's coming from wounds. And, and, and we have attachment styles. You had, one of the great questions you asked in, in, my, in the list of questions uh, that you had sent was, was about a book. Like, what book? And there's a book called Attached. It's, the whole title is The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love. And this is where neuroscience and, and, and having a deeper understanding of, like, our personalized brain mapping and our heart mapping, which together kind of creates who you're going to attract. And uh, there's a thing that came to me the other day in meditation. It's like trauma creates drama. Now when people, and that's so genius. True, because, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? It doesn't it? And I, when I say genius, don't look at it like I'm saying, oh, I'm so genius because I really cannot take credit sometimes for the beautiful things that I just get, like I just hear. It's like a knowing and I'm like, wow. And then it just helps me open my mind even more to an even grander perspective or an ability to be able to energetically be able to heal people much more quickly because everything really has to do, every emotion, and not a lot of people know this, every emotion carries a frequency that gets shot. It's an electric frequency. It's like it has a sound. It goes down through your nervous system and it tells the body, the blood, it feeds the blood. Now, They already know, for whatever reason, how beautiful is this. That's why I've come to believe that creator, whatever is behind this, in, this divine intelligence, source, God, whatever word ruminates and resonates with your body, heart, mind, and soul, it doesn't really matter. It is just this, like, yumminess. We all have access to this yumminess. And this relationship that I had with Luis... I didn't, I was adopted. Okay. And my mom and dad that adopted me at birth, by the way, could not be the more most awesome man and woman 
that I know in existence and have the most beautiful relationship. They're for, they've been married 46 years, and they literally gave me every love language. If anybody knows what the love languages are, great. You know what I'm talking about. Yep. And, if you, then, and if you don't, that is the one piece of advice that, that's at least one of the little nuggets I wanted to tell everybody that's part of what know thyself is, is you have to know your love language, and you have to know your attachment style. Our attachment style get developed, established, established by 18 months. And you're either secure, anxious, or avoidant. And you will attract the opposite. And this book, sadly enough, when my husband, his deepest wounds, he came from, I came from a super stable home where love, it was like touch all the time. Mom and dad. And you know what's so amazing? I get to see them babysit my four-year-old niece who I've seen them since, you know, she, they've been around her since she was a baby. And I have gotten a chance to observe how they molded me and what, why I needed so much validation because they gave it all the time. And so you need to have a healthy balance. You can't expect everybody to love in that manner. That's how I love. I, I, want, I want you to feel special. I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I just, to love this much, to love, like, strangers this much, to love those that you care about so much not be able to receive it or understand it is it can create so much dissonance in a relationship and i was look at me i was a love coach and i had all of these under these tools and the, i knew knew all this stuff i didn't even read this attached book till the shit pretty much hit the fan where he kind of went through this midlife crisis and he went through the same thing the first time, but only on a bigger scale because now we're married and I've been building a brand. I've been, this is, you want to talk about, you know, really us stepping into our wholeness. There was something in this, you know, I'll call it like a horrible, beautiful mess (laughs) that was going to awaken me and break me down to the point of rebuilding where I was more whole. And that's what you were talking about, self-love, where it's like, I don't, I, you need to have a perfect balance of not necessarily being bothered by how somebody else is viewing you and their misinterpretation of you and or your intentions. Because imagine coming from a place of love and peace and wanting to share and cooperate and try to get and find be solution based. And he's just like so masculine because he's resisting, resisting dealing with his own feminine distortion from within. That's that masculine energy. And that's okay, it's beautiful, but if you don't recognize it for what it is and you keep projecting it, like he's basically making, projecting his lack of joy in life on me. And he's like, I don't know if I want to be a love coach. That's okay, that's okay. But it's like, I now was realizing, wow, my dream, my vision, my goals of what this was and what my vows meant to me is now completely just shattered in a million pieces. And then, and then I found out he was cheating on me, which is, that's it. And guess what, girl? I'm so dialed into my spirituality. I was like, I could forgive him. I understood why I did it. That's the hard part about understanding and being so transparent. It's like I wanted to be so transparent and not everybody is ready to be that transparent. And guess what? When I start to try to impose that on him, now I'm trying to control and that's not good, even if I'm coming from a place of love. Do you understand? Yeah, absolutely. And so I was like, and because I was really viewing my marriage and my relationship and all of the storm 
the storm, right? The perfect storm. And and then I I could see why it was all happening. And then I read this book and I'm like, oh my God, Luis, like here's all the answers. And he wouldn't look at it. He wouldn't read it. The, the coach. Do you see what I mean? So imagine having to deal with. So basically through this breakup, I realized when I was talking about being adopted, this is the irony. And this is why I always want to tell people, you really have to understand what's going on in your subconscious mind. What is, what is really truly, and not all of your stuff has to come from childhood. You could have some pretty traumatic, heartbreaking moments when you were a teenager. Or sometimes for some people, it's trauma. I host a show called The Sacral Circle. And there's a lot of women that have dealt with lots of different types of sexual trauma. It's not always like, you know, hardcore something, you know, like, like ancestral rape. You know, you could still have some other type of, of assault that can really leave a wound inside of you. Therefore, you don't trust people. And then you keep attracting men that prove you right. Hmm. And then it starts making you think that all men are like that. And it's like, no, mamacita, you just have some <laughs> healing. <laughs> it's like, no, you just have some healing to do. And I know it sucks sometimes to take that kind of accountability. I had these safe steps to kind of self-discovery, but I also use them as a communication method with, with couples. But again, it won't work if somebody's resisting doing their part. Hmm. And there's a perfect balance of independence and interdependence. And I had codependency tendencies because when I was adopted, my mother had was riddled with anger and rage and hurt over her story while she was carrying me. And the, what, the, literally when I learned and found my mother and found out about that whole story, I'm playing it out with Louise. I played it out. <clears throat> So tell me a little bit, you know, I, I know there's a lot of people that are listening that, um, and I a hundred percent agree with you that, you know, a lot of times our subconscious is getting in the way and, and we don't take the time to really figure out what it's telling us and what it's saying. Um, so for people that are listening, what can they do to tap into that, to really, you know, figure out what's going on inside? Because a lot of times what we're receiving is what we're giving out and we don't even realize. So how do you have like any tips or anything for people that are, for the women that are listening on how do I begin to touch, to, to really get into the inner true self and to touch on that subconscious and what's happening? Where do I begin? It's, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a long process. It's not something that happens overnight. And I, and I tell my clients this all the time, you know, everybody wants the quick fix, but mm-hmm. it's not, it, it's, it's basically, you know, and I'm sure you would agree with me on this, Janie, that, you know, a relationship with yourself is no different than a relationship with anybody else or a marriage with anybody else. It takes a lifetime, you know, to, to get right. And there's constant development that has to happen. Um, yeah, beautiful. I love how you put that, but it's so true. So where do we start? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a great question. Okay, I would say that the thing that always comes to mind, and it may sound really simple, but it can sometimes be difficult for people to be disciplined in doing this. <clears throat> Just start baby steps where you start to question all of your own self. <laughs> yeah. Do you understand? So in other words, you start to uh, get very familiar with, because you'll find that there's maybe like 10 different things that that little voice is going to say to you. And it's going to create a sensation in your body. So 
the best way to do this is the easiest way to figure this out. If you're not going to go into the self critic voice, just start with when you get triggered throughout your day. And it doesn't matter if it's because somebody cut you off at Starbucks. And I'll give you an example of how you can kind of use this, this thought process, this cognitive dialogue with self that will slowly start to peel back the layers. And interestingly enough, you'll get a little nugget and then maybe on another time, another day, or even later that day, it'll sort of like lead to another little nugget of information. That's like, Oh, and you start to have these like epiphanies about your own self. So like, um, so if, if it's something like them cutting you off at Starbucks or maybe a friend who keeps, um, they're always late, you know, they're always like, you know what I mean? And you mm-hmm. haven't really said anything. <laughs> so, so the Starbucks scenario is you're going to feel that adrenaline rush, right? It's that rage, that car rage, like, Oh, who do they, who, these are the thoughts that are going to come in. Who do they think they are? Are they even paying attention? Oh, you know, all these things. And you can sit there and just think of a million things, um, and get really riled up. Or you could be like, aha, here's one of those moments that I'm very agitated. Why? Really what it is, is I'm feeling disrespected mm. or I'm feeling, or I'm feeling not safe. Really what it is, is like, I'm just really worried that they're going to hurt, like hit my car or, you know what I mean? Or something like that. Like just, just you starting, it doesn't even matter where it goes. Cause there's no right or wrong way to do this. What you're doing is you're taming the monkey mind. And the mind cannot think of two things at the same time. It is impossible. Where do you want to put your momentum? Mm. And so you either are working yourself up or you are doing something to work yourself down. So you could just like, let's say from just hearing this, you could be like, you know what? For the next couple of days, the people that really irritate me on the road, I'm going to, when I, I'm going to feel that adrenaline rush, but at the same time, I'm going to use my breath to see if I can calm my nervous system down. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? It's like, you know, and and this is why I was telling people earlier about knowing thyself. You need to understand the the reason why you need to learn the difference between the right side and the left side and, and the subconscious and the conscious is because all these things are split. And what we're trying to do is unify them so that they're working in tandem and they're speaking the same language, just like your gut and your heart and your throat and your mind. They might all be speaking different things when you're trying to accomplish a goal or maybe bring love into your life. If in your gut, you're really, really scared and you're holding on to a lot of anger from all the men that have like broken your heart in the past and you haven't fully released that anger. Well, that's resonating in your solar plexus, which is where your self-esteem and your self-confidence resonate from. That's also your drive and your initiative. So you might feel sluggish and trying to maybe do something that's out of your comfort zone because you'll also not have the confidence to do it. And you don't even realize it's because those guys are robbing you of that space and that that chakra. So um, this is a really good question. And, um, I talk about this all the time with my, with my friends and anybody, you know, you know, us ladies, when we talk about dating and whatnot, at what point can you identify with yourself that you're ready to receive love or be in a relationship, you know, because development is like I mentioned before, it's a whole lifetime. So at what point can you identify that? Okay. I still have work to do, but I'm at a point now where I can bring somebody in on this journey with me. 
Yes, I love that because I've really been thinking about that myself. <laughs> Let me tell you, like, I, I didn't even say, but, you know, obviously with what happened with Luis and I, he really was like, I just need to be on my own right now. Like, he just really, I, I said, okay, we'll get divorced, but he really divorced me. So the abandonment and the rejection and the betrayal and all that stuff, right, is just coming to the forefront, which all has to do with, like I said, my blood lineage, um, so I had to heal that plus what I had to heal with my mom and dad. I think that where I'm at right now, interestingly enough, because I've gone through this healing process very, and I'm being gentle with myself. Everybody has to be really gentle with themselves because breakup is like, like mourning a death. Yeah, you know, it is. In a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so the five stages of death are, uh, you know, shock and denial, which I went through. Anger is another one. Uh, bargaining, you know, you start like with, I like you start bending like a pretzel, like, no, how can I salvage this? How can I, how can I say what can I do? You know? Um, and, and then there's like uh, depression and acceptance is like that final one. And you know what? Sometimes you float back and forth through them or some, when you get stuck in one for too long, you've got to recognize it and you've got to get out of that. You've got to do something different. You got it. You can't all do this on your own. You do have to have like some help. And and I feel like right now, and, and I call it anxiety anchors because as you go through this like breakup phase, um, or like this, your res, you know, it's like transmuting back into your well, not back into, but like that butterfly. It's really uncomfortable. And so I know my go-to sisters that I can call and they're not going to feed me a bunch of BS. They're going to, you know what I mean? They're going to tell me what I need to hear. They're going to keep it real with me, but they're also going to hold me, like comfort me and bring me a little bit of tenderness and gentleness at the same time. Um, and, and so I think when you realize that you're not, you can't be crying every day, um, or not just crying every day, because even if it's not because of a breakup, maybe you've been single for a really long time and, and maybe you're hardened yourself. And you, you, you need to work on softening yourself. And if you're really hardened like that, it, it cannot not translate towards self. You're going to be hard on yourself. Right. And, and sometimes that can show up in a plethora of ways like worry, guilt, regret. You know, either way, all of this stuff is creating our own little inner hell of pain and suffering. And, and you were saying, like going back to what you were saying before about to think about the things that sort of bring dis-ease. So you're either getting externally triggered or you're triggering your own self with a thought and trying to get real familiar with what that is. And it's okay. It's sometimes it can be very hard. To, it's like a little bit of a treasure hunt, you know? It's like you get, and so sometimes you kind of need a guide for a little bit, but eventually you, you're all good to go on your own all the time, you know? Right. Right. But you need, to, you need to recognize when you need some support and or for some people, they might be able to do it all on their own. And that's beautiful because there are so many resources, books and videos and personal meditation and, you know, anything is possible. But I know personally for my own self, I feel like it has been beneficial to be able to bounce things off of people and vent sometimes. People think because you're spiritual because I am. I'm really spiritual. I, I, I live more in that operating system more than the other now, but I'm still human. And so when I feel those underlying emotions that rise as I go through this healing process because of Luis, um, and not because of him, it's like I, I wrote this into my life story. I truly believe that. 
I really, I really believe as much as it still can be a little bit uncomfortable for me, you know, to, to have to deal with from time to time. Overall, I know this was for the greatest good of my life. And I know that it happened so that I could help other people through the same process so that they don't have to endure suffering for a, for a very long time. I can help them. You can't escape the pain, okay? I'm sorry, you just can't. I dealt with rage, sadness, disappointment, like, oh, in the pits. And I, I allowed myself to feel that, and I held myself, y'all, literally. Like, try doing that. It feels so weird at first, but eventually it feels so good. And then you just know you can hug yourself whenever you want to. And really hug yourself. Not like, oh, I'm hugging myself, whatever, okay, bye. You know, like, like when you hug somebody. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hug yourself for just a moment that you're like, I love you so much. Mm. I love you so much. Well, it's interesting and- that you say that because... Um- I mean, it does a lot for you when you're able to actually say it out loud, how you feel, how you feel. And, but also even being able to recognize your insecurity or, um, kind of where things are coming from. When you hear yourself say, you know, the reason why I feel this way is because of this. It really, it really does something for you in regards to healing. It kind of helps you understand yourself a little bit better and really break down the insecurity. You know, the fact that you're saying I have this insecurity um, and I'm trying to get through it, it does, it, it almost makes you seem a little bit more secure, I believe, from, from the other person. You know, the other person can then take a look at you and be like, wow, that's a really mature and secure thing for you to say and to be able to identify how you are feeling. Thank you so much. And see, I think that was the, that's the last of the pain body that I'm trying to release. I think with Louise, I feel like I'm ready to kind of date. Like I'm ready to date, like for sure. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, but, but I, like I said, I know I still have some things humming in me, um, that are not a hundred percent resolved. Even it's almost like the mind and the body hasn't caught up to my spirit's understanding of the whole entire scenario. Right. And, and I have to be gentle and leave the space for it. And I have to trust that I got to feel that so that when other women and I sit and talk, I can be of better service to them because I can truly say that I can feel where they're coming from. And does that make sense? Yeah. So even though I'm empathic, I can feel you. But, like, if I actually experienced it, I have, like, a microchip inside of my brain that I can access, like, literally images and everything, you know what I mean? Where it's like, oh, I really feel you. Right. And, right. and all of all the trauma and tragedies and things that I've been and things that I've done and all this stuff has all, it's been a perfect, <laughs> I'm 42, so that I could, I could say this now. And I still, like, have, I hope, you know, maybe many, many years left to, to grow. So I'm still evolving and learning. I feel like I'm a, I'm a student of unconditional love. And, and I feel there's different levels of it. And I, I really want to be a master of it. And in order for me to do that and teach it for other people, I had to experience it and live it. And that I live and breathe the idea of, of self-love and truly having a higher perspective on, on all your choices in life 
all your experiences because it, it's liberating. It opens up space inside of you for more love to flow through you. And love is creativity. And so if you want to be more creative and not only just artistically, but like in the, des- the designing of your life or a creator in terms of manifestation, you know, a creator of creating beautiful love. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it really opens up your um, magic box. (laughs) Yeah, magic box is a great word. (laughs) Janie, it's been an honor to have you on the show today. I'd love to jump into our power section. Yeah. Can you tell us, um, and you've already said it, but can you just reiterate the book that um, has had a massive impact on your life that you would recommend to us? Yes, it's called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment. And how it can help you find and keep love. It's by uh, two uh, two different individuals, Amir Levine and um, Rachel S. F. Heller. So they can they can look it up. It's also on my website too. I have a bookstore of all of the books that have helped in my transformation, as well as like documentaries and things like that that really resonated with me. And there's so many more. I just haven't had time to like add them yet. Right. Um, the, the other book from a spiritual perspective is uh, of course in miracles so that's been a really that's been a really beautiful book there's been other books that i read before and led me to that one but um i don't i I always say i don't have a a particular religion love is my religion if i had to say what my religion was but i have an affinity for all those individuals um jesus buddha that were that were just trying to maybe help people see a way of being and try to remind people that we are love. Like love is not something external or something you find. What it is is something you, it's a remembrance. It's a remembrance of like your true awesomeness. Right. <laughs> right? It's like your true awesomeness. And then when you start to wire your mind and your heart and start to heal those parts of us that are trying to tell us something different, well, now it's speaking that language. And then it really starts to change your perception of self and others and the world. So understanding this, this, your attachment style and, and really feeling that you are more than just a mind body, but that you are, um, this electricity, this energy, that this consciousness, the spirit before it dropped into body. Mm-hmm. And, and if you can identify with both, both sides of yourself, you are more able to reach your full potential in love and in life. Mm, I love that. And Janie, what's one thing that you've accomplished that you're proud of? Well, you know, it's kind of like a bittersweet answer. I'm really proud. Well, two things. Two things just came to mind. (laughs) This thing just jumped right in front of it. The thing that jumped in front of what I was going to say, I'll say first, which is um, I I love Louise with all of my mind, like all of my heart, my mind, my body, my soul. I, I really like gave it my all. It was like eye of the effing tiger. (laughs) and we just for whatever you know and it's fine we just weren't on the same he needed to be in my life for those 10 years and and some people are in your life right for a season or reason they say a lifetime and so he served a really beautiful purpose and it was to really help me balance out my goddess and my warrior because I did start to become dependent on him in ways that I really had lost, you know what I mean? And I'd always really valued that. So it's kind of like, it's getting back on my feet again and, and, um, and being resilient. I feel I'm really proud of that. And, and I'm also really proud of what I was going to say. The bittersweet answer is I wrote a book and it was titled soul song. I already took it off Amazon girl, 
Um, and I took it out. Like it's like because I'm gonna do. I'm gonna have to do a re-edit. But um, I, it took. That was like a year and a half. Of, you know, of a making there. And then when it finally came out, and then when uh, Louise finally was upfront about not being in alignment with my outlook on life, love, God, the business, like all of this stuff, it was like, wow, you. I look like a liar. You know, like this whole time I'm writing we. I wrote the book, but. And, and but my editor was like, "Hey, y'all are the love coaches. So we have to find a way to include them in the book." And and it was fine, right? So we we did that, and then this happened. And so here, I the one thing that I had like birthed and created, I had to like pull everything off. And there's still probably some things that are like floating around, and it can make me cringe sometimes, you know. Um, but it, this, this other book is going to be so much better. I can already see why <laughs> this whole part of my story is going to make my second book even probably reach more people because of the irony in the love coach having her heart broken. Yeah, of course. And being, being able to relate, you know, on a different level. Um, Janae, are there any routines or something that you do on a daily level that help you get a positive rise, rise in your life? Yes, and um, they can actually get a free copy of this. I have it on a PDF, and um, I'm getting ready to, to post like a new video of the seven positive daily habits. These are things that literally take less than just a few minutes a day. It, it, I call them self-love exercises uh, or like mindfulness tasks. So not only are these things, and I'll go to them very quickly, um, but they can get a free copy again at my website, janietrazes.com. And they are um, things that help increase your vitality and help your immune system. And within the PDF, it'll have links to some of this research, but you can Google more information when you have time. And I always tell people, get real curious. Be be an avid learner. It's fine if you want to get distracted with some of these other things like television, Facebook, blah, blah, blah. But really, really use your time wisely to, to learn about yourself and know thyself and learn about your body. So, so anyway, so the PDF is going to help you, um, kind of give you that information. It's what number one, breathe and be still. I tell all of my clients, I tell everybody that comes, you know, that I, anybody that I meet, I'm like, Hey, listen, 120 seconds, slow, intentional breaths. We're all very like, go, 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 tick, 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 mind, 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 mind. Like, you know what I mean? Head, 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 head. And, and, and so a lot of people are like, I can't meditate. And this isn't. You can actually look at this, a little dose of self-love where you just focus on your breath and you slow it down like six to 10 in a minute and you're breathing in through your nose. Hmm. Somebody will want to rush through that. They'll feel, you'll start to notice, start to notice your anxiety kick in when you're like having a slow down. And so this is a slowing down, calming exercise that literally puts your nervous system in a state of rest. And no one is really resting. Just because you're sitting on the couch watching TV doesn't mean you're resting. Okay, especially if you're watching some reality show and everybody's fighting and it's like getting you all riled up. Or your football team is losing and you're riled up. And they're like, we're not doing anything. I watch football. It's like, no, but you're all agitated. So it's like... People have to, you know, people are uncomfortable with stillness. That's your first sign that it is time to love yourself a little bit more. So at the very least, 120 seconds, that's two minutes. If you don't have time for two minutes, then do one. 
and breathe. And when I like to use my breath as I imagine that it's a filtration system, you have about 100 trillion cells in your body. And the main sustenance, it's food, is oxygen. This is why it's good for your brain and everything about yourself, right? So this is, I am putting myself at rest. I'm going to love me for this next minute. And I'm going to breathe in calm and serenity and wholeness and wellness, love, whatever you need. And then you're going to exhale discomfort, tension, dis-ease. That's what disease is when you're not at ease. If you're mentally not at ease, if you're emotionally not at ease, if you've got some stuff trapped and you just keep it in the closet and trying to ignore it, and, you know, if you're spiritually, like, not at ease, if your body will eventually not be at ease, it's going to, insomnia, I don't know, it's going to show up like backaches, migraines, diabetes, cancer. Mm, yeah. You see, right? Okay, so anyway, sorry, I, I get really passionate about this because I just really want people to take, I want people to connect with their inner healer. We all have an inner healer within us, and it all starts in the mind, but the mind is not working for us. we got to train it to work for us, to work with the voice of the heart and the spirit, and we all need to have more integrity. Speak with integrity because that, you know, that your body knows when you're lying, like literally, even if you believe your own bullshit, like it knows when you are lying. So it contracts. So start taking accountability for when you are robbing yourself of life from the cells. At least do that. And I know it's kind of like a little bit of like tough love, but you know what? Sometimes we need a little tough love. Even I need a little tough love sometimes. Okay, people? Okay, so next, do we have a few minutes that I can go through the rest of them? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, awesome. Okay, um, the next one is uh, connect with your environment and smile, like make eye contact and smile. So um, I know this isn't like, you know, I'm not saying anything you haven't heard a million times, but truly make this a habit where at the very minimum, uh, when you go out to, to run an errand, let's say, uh, put your cell phone away for 30 minutes or an hour, like you figure out what that time is. And, and more importantly, if you could be out and about, that would be even better. So that way you can kind of use your senses. This is another mindfulness thing, you know? This is like bringing you into the moment because we're either like thinking about the past or concerned about the future and very rarely, rarely, rarely do we come into the now. And that's another reason why I love breathe and be still because that's my way of saying, Jamie, I'm in the now. But I, I've been doing these seven positive daily habits for like almost like I guess three years now, almost now. And and so it's just my, oper- it's just now ingrained, if that makes any sense. Now I don't have to really think about it, just kind of do it. You know what I mean? Um, but anyway, so connect with your smiling there's all this research about how endorphins get released when we smile Mm -hmm. and if you're pretty angry and agitated throughout the day it would benefit you to laugh and or smile look at up youtube videos laugh i don't know do something to help yourself um (laughs) and and also if you're single and you're all, your head's on your phone, how are you going to be able to see if maybe somebody's trying to grab your attention? And more worse, people feel uncomfortable looking at people in the eye these days. You're so, like, getting disconnected from that thing that makes us human, you know? And, and we're, like, we connect more quickly, but we're not really connecting. And this is not healthy, especially for relationships. So start smiling at people so that when you do see that hot guy, you're not so shy because you've already been practicing smiling at everybody else throughout the day. Um, Also, the next one is 
Be kind. At least once a day, inspire, help, encourage, or compliment somebody. And it could be a stranger or a friend, or at the very least, your own self. But the more you start to do this, and if you just do it once a day, that's great. But you'll, if you do it more, a really beautiful thing starts to happen because it all, this is all like sort of quantum physics and also in terms of theology, you know, reaping and sowing, you know, there's all different ways that symbolically there's this cause and effect thing that's going on all the time. And you can be in denial of it if you want, you can, you can stay in a slumber about it. I chose to like wake up. I call it illumination. Illuminate your mind, light yourself up. We literally are emanating light and sound people. This is like amazing. This thing is a miracle. Okay, so anyway, the more you give and love, the more you will receive it. Don't do it with the intention to be greedy just to get. It's about, it brings you joy to give. And just in that joy, that something causes some awesome vibration in the field. And then all of a sudden, people are complimenting you left and right. People are wanting to help you. Uh, people are, you know what I mean? It's like amazing. It's beautiful. Start to see the symbiotic connection to, to your inner world and your outer world. Mm. Know your inner world. And if you get to know that and you heal it, your outer world becomes magical. You can bridge your heaven on earth. These seven positive daily habits help brain change the brain and your, your DNA. Yeah. <laughs> so that so that you can perceive more from your spirit self versus your lower self. And eventually they'll start working together. It's really awesome people. Okay. But it's always, there's always that thing though. Like you said, we're always susceptible. You know, you're always growing and evolving. So don't get too big for your britches. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You can say, you know, stuff, but at the end of the day, you're still learning. Still learning. That's the paradox. Okay. Mm. Um, So then next is cultivate an attitude of gratitude. I know some people are going through a lot of stuff and they're like, how in the world am I supposed to give gratitude when I literally, like my husband just left me, my child is sick, I'm about to lose my job. And it's like, that's true. And I'm not even going to get into like the inner, the bigger, higher depths of gratitude. But even if we start baby step, it's that I'm grateful for my breath, right? Or I'm grateful that I do still have a roof over my head. Find something. Um, I promise you, you can always find a blessing. And with the more you decide to do that, the better, because that also, uh, you can research this, but gratitude literally changes the, the neurology of our brain. Um, the, it's beautiful. Okay, so we have next is with visualizations and affirmations. Daily affirmations. Now, people are like, oh, yeah, what, I'm supposed to just say a bunch of positive words, and that's just going to change my life. And I'm like, no, actually, it's not. But but what it will do (laughs) is it helps get you in the right state of mind. And, yes, it is having an impact, but there's a lot more to um, uh, affirmations, which people have probably heard of law of attraction. They cannot forget what's called law of vibration. That's something that they can also research on their own. But there's, like I said, your soul song is emanating a bunch of different things. So your words, your thoughts, and your actions all have to be in alignment for you to manifest the thing that you are wanting to manifest. You're always manifesting. You're always manifesting. You're never not manifesting. But if you want to manifest more of what you want versus what you don't want, you're probably going to have to tweak a few things. And some people don't want to have to do that. And I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. You know what I mean? Like you said, they want the easy way out. So affirmations... I use affirmations not only for my own self, but I also use it to heal humanity. So I, I will imagine I, you know, I am living in a world that is coming into harmony. 
I am living in a world that is their subconscious mind is being healed and they are remembering that we are all one despite appearances, despite borders and genders and skins and whatever. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, everything comes back down to the atoms, to the quantum field, to the unified field, to the big soul, S-O-L, S-U-N, whatever. <laughs> you know, we're all part of this. We're all interconnected in an in invisible field that is actually more real than the thing that we see, which is like trippy in itself. But you can continue to see yourself as I, 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 separate, separate, separate. And that's the fundamental going back to, I think, at the very beginning of this conversation was separation. You have to, you, we have to understand that we are not separate from Earth, not separate from each other, not separate from the universe. And when we start taking accountability and responsibility for that wonderful superhero gift, then uh, we are rewarded greatly. Mm -hmm. And you will, at some moment in your life, feel a deep, 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 deep sense of servitude. Like, 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 it's like it, you bow down gratefully and humbly and, 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 and you're like so joyfully being a service to source to help bring light onto earth. And by y'all doing these seven positive daily habits, you can be the light of the world. We're all here to heal the world, but we can't heal the world until we heal ourselves. So get the war within your own self, calm yeah. <laughs> and at peace. You know, and stop being so focused on what's going on on the outside. Um, okay, and then, uh, so affirmations. I am at peace. I am significant. I am purposeful and powerful. Um, then we have move your body. Move your body for at least five minutes. Sometimes I just play a song, and I literally dance around all crazy like a girl, like at a slumber party, and I just, like, feel so good afterward. Or I'll do, like, intuitive dancing, or I'll do yoga, or whatever. Just move your body. Give, see it as a celebration of your body. Feel the blood coursing through your system. Don't be like, oh, I got to go work out for five minutes. No. Then it's just like de de defeating the whole purpose of like the, the exercise. Have a really cool attitude about moving your body. That, that you get to move your body. And you know what's awesome about doing that is it helps. If you imagine, you know, I'm going to use these five minutes because I've been kind of feeling angry today. Well, then you can use your body to process that in a really beautiful way instead of storing it in your body. So that so move your body five minutes a day. And then last but not least, connect to nature. It's called grounding and earthing. Some of the top cardiologists talk about this research. It's amazing, but uh, the earth and us, we have a symbiotic relationship. There are electrons emanating off of Mother Earth. <laughs> when you put your feet into grass, sand, dirt, anything that is of nature, you are absorbing it into your system, and it's putting your nervous system back into that rest and digest. So I do my seven positive daily habits and I sandwich all of them. I go outside, I'm grounding, I'm stretching, I'm moving my body, I'm doing my breathing and being still. I'm doing my affirmations while I'm doing my breath and giving gratitude. And I can do all of that in five minutes or less. Wow. And, they, that, and that's not including the move your body. You know what I mean? Like, it's so amazing. And these are just really simple. We should all be doing this. Right. And you're, I mean, you're absolutely right. You said it early on when you were talking about the practices that... Um, dis-ease within yourself can create a lot of disease. Um, and so I think that spending the time and, and, you know, thank you for breaking down your routine. You're the only one that's really broken it down so far on the show. So that's great. Sorry. No, I, it's great. It's exactly what we need, you know, like a real step-by-step -step process because everybody's a little bit different and um, sometimes they don't even know where to start. So that's great that you did that. Um, Janae, thank you again for, Janie, thank you again for yes. joining us. Um, is there anything that we didn't get a chance to talk about? Just one like piece of golden nugget, one last little phrase that you want to share with our audience before we wrap up? Oh, gosh. 
I mean, truly the most relationship, the most important relationship that you have is the one that you have with yourself. Do your best to see when you aren't being your own best friend and ask yourself why. And I think if you can't, if you start to realize there's a lot of stuff there and you, that maybe is, feels a little bit dark or a little bit scary, don't be afraid to reach out to somebody. But you cannot reach out to somebody who has experienced a similar type of life to you. You really have to find a person who's already maybe been through it, you know. And again, it doesn't necessarily have to be me, although I can help people with that. But I'm, I'm saying anyone that comes into your space, recognize when what you seek, you shall find. And if you start to really think, I am ready to, like, create the life and the happiness that I, and the love that I desire. I really am. And you just have that as your mantra. Like, I am ready for divine love. Mm-hmm. You have to divinely love self. And I promise that the, the book will find you or the coach or, you know, um, like in this interview, just, just this might help you. Really, y'all, it takes a lot of courage. I'm not going to lie. This, this path of like really, truly loving self, because it goes against the grain of what the matrix has told us. <laughs> you know, it's like you're really, truly like going through like a transmutation and that's, you know, of the mind, body, heart, soul kind of thing. So you have to have like a heart of a lioness or a lion. And I say this, courage, curiosity, actually it's curiosity, courage, and commitment. Mm. These three C's, if you're missing one of them, like you're not going to be able to change whatever it is you want to change. If you always do what you've always done, you'll you'll always get what you've always gotten. I don't remember. I don't know who said that quote, but I love it. I know who I heard it from, but I really, I don't think he said it. So <laughs> it's, uh, it's true. And this is a start. At least maybe doing the seven positive daily habits. So you could, that's a beta step. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you again for joining us. Um, it's been an honor to have you on the show. How do we stay connected and how do we support you? Okay, so... Um, go to my website, janieterrazas.com. Under About Janie, I have like all the different projects because I do a lot of different things. I actually officiate weddings. (laughs) So um, that's been a really beautiful thing and and really cathartic because I was actually marrying people as I was dealing with the, uh, uh, going through my whole breakup and heartache and (laughs) divorce. And it really helped me to to have a lot more um, respect you know, and I see the beauty, especially now where I'm on my journey, understanding the power of word, because there's like vibration and word. That's why you have to be very aware of what you're saying and thinking and stuff, because it's all different forms of energy. So as a wedding officiate, being able to be in the space of two people in that moment where it's just like palpable to love and then being able to be a part of that. So anyway, I kind of got on a tangent because I love officiating a wedding, but um, I do that. I also host the show. They can connect me on Facebook. Just look for Janie Terraza's The Mindfulness Coach. Um, I host a podcast also called The Sacral Circle, and they can search that at The Sacral Circle. They'll find the page. And uh, I also, oh, by the way, I love your title. 
<laughs> rise above, I, I do a show for women on Facebook and all of these little projects that I do are all sort of there so they can find the links Wonderful. so they can connect and see these things. But the rise above show is where I feature uh, entrepreneurs and like CEOs who have tapped into their power, passion and purpose. Wonderful. And that's, yeah. So and thank you for all that you're doing. Um, for people, you know, and I know that you've been doing this show for a while and you've been doing all these like uh, amazing uh, speaking engagements and whether you're on one-on-one or speaking in a big group or doing the show, you are making waves across the world. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you very much. Again, it's been an honor and we hopefully will touch back and we'll have you back on the show. Thank you. Thank you. Have a beautiful day. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that episode. If you're wanting more strategy, tips, and information, please head over to riseupforyou.com and sign up for our emailing list. We have a special jumpstart guide that gives you the first few steps to building your professional and personal life. Rise Up For You is all about getting to the next step and never allowing yourself to settle. So again, please head over to riseupforyou.com, join our network, and rise up in both your professional and personal life. Thank you again for joining. Rise Up For You. Be better today than yesterday and prepare for a greater tomorrow.